Emergency. Please don't talk to I'm sorry, I killed, I killed. Straight from Buenos Dias, in New York City. <laughs> I am your host, the Big D, according to Charles. And yes. I am here with Charles and JR in the building. Yo. And this is the Grim Fix Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for being pew, here. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you for being here once again with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting and sharing and liking and subscribing. And yes, thank you. Thank you very much. So um, <clears throat> if you are listening to us on podcasts, we recently find out, found out that we are on Amazon Music. Wow. I did not know that. That's so you can tell uh, awesome. your Alexa. Alexa, play the Grim Fix podcast. Getting the Grim Fix podcast from Amazon Music. Resuming episode 26, Real Paranormal Story. I'm sorry what I did to come. You are listening to Grim Fix. Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. I found that out recently. Yep. We're so, on. Yeah, man. We're on more platforms. How, awesome. how did you find out? I'm because curious. I was in my room and I was like, I just thought I was like, I wonder if let me, let me see. And I just said, I sent you guys the video, Alexa. Yeah, I saw it. Play the Grim Fix <laughs> podcast. And I was like, oh, shit, that shit came up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. So, by, so just um, by curiosity. I wonder did, if did you say play, try, play a great podcast? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> hey, Siri. Play, play the Grim Fix podcast. You guys hear that? Nope. Nope. You guys didn't hear that? So, yeah, nope. Siri looks for it, too. Oh, shit. So wow. It's playing on my end. It's playing. So, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, so you can tell Siri to also play the Grim Fix podcast for you, and she will play it for you. Holy shit. Nice. You don't have to go All through right. the trouble of looking for it. Yeah, yeah, just, just tell Siri. Anyway. Siri um, or Alexa. You got to try Google. See if it works. I think I know we're on Google Play. Yeah, I don't have... Yeah. I ha I have somewhere around here uh, one of those Google whatever their name is. It was a gift. <laughs> Google Home, whatever it is. Yeah, Google Home, and it was a gift. And my they gave my wife at work, and when we first Alexa got, came, moved in, and forget it, it was before. Yeah, it was before we had you know uh, uh, Amazon. What is it called? Alexa. Alexa, right now. But isn't it called something? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because there's the dot and then the echo. There's different ones, but there's a name to that. If you are listening to us on podcasts, I encourage you to subscribe, right? Follow the podcast, share with your friends, drop a review, like, stars, whatever it gives you the option to do, please do so. Um, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. You can find us with Alexa and Siri. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Odyssey. We're on Google Play. Yep, we're reaching more and more platforms, which is awesome. If you are watching us on YouTube and you have not done so yet, please subscribe to the channel, like the video, share with your friends, and above all, drop a comment on whatever topic we're talking about. We want to read or hear from you guys. 
So yeah, we encourage you to drop us a comment. If you have more information than what we have, right? You know, or we missed something, go ahead. If you agree or you disagree, go ahead, comment. We're looking forward to that. And um, if you have a story that you want us to read, you want you want to be one of our topics for the show, send us your story. It could be a paranormal story, a horror story, a serial killer story, whatever it is. Something interesting, we will read it, obviously, beforehand. And if it's interesting enough, we will read it on the show and discuss it on the show. So send us your story at thegrimfixpodcast at gmail.com. So with that said, let's start the show. Cue the French fries, please. So uh, today, the main question is, before we discuss our topic, is I want to hear from each of you. Do you believe in exorcisms? Charles, go. Yes. Because... I do. Because I believe in good and evil, and I believe that somebody can be possessed. So, okay. <laughs> Jr., do you believe in exorcists? I do. I actually do. The thing I don't believe too much is the exorcism itself. Okay, let's unpack that. Hold up. So you believe in exorcists, right? The act of being possessed. Right. By an entity, right? Other than ourselves. Right. You don't believe in the act of exorcism. That's kind of hard for me to believe. So you believe that if somebody is possessed, let's say they're possessed forever. Mm, well, it, it's, I don't know. It's just, I find it, it, all the exorcism, they do it with Catholic, you know, through Catholics. I don't see that happening with um regular Christianity. I don't know if I'm explaining myself correctly. I get what you're saying. So the, the you know? ritual itself of exorcism is usually I can be wrong but it's usually seen amongst the Catholic Church. Correct. It's always Vatican, the, the Vatican it is? Yeah. And the Pope, so they're always mentioning things- all of that but you don't see like in a regular, if you go to a regular Presbyterian church, they don't talk about none of that. They'll talk about the possessions. They'll talk about evil. You know, they say, and I believe there's good and there's evil. Yeah. Like there's a heaven, there's a hell, which is my belief, and I'm assuming that's your belief also. You know, Charles, based like on said, your religious beliefs, <sighs> do you guys believe on in exorcism and rituals and? the power of prayer well i mean it's okay to say no <laughs> <laughs> it's what well, you I, I, i'm just yeah i'm just thinking because if, if you go and you know read the bible i mean jesus expelled demons right so that's a right, yeah. exorcism, okay, right? But that's what i'm saying based on your religious beliefs do they believe in that sure yeah yeah yes okay so, I believe I believe in prayer. The prayer well, is- Yes, when you look at the Bible, the Bible says, right, that uh Jesus did expel demons. Mm-hmm. He would cast out demons from one thing to another if he had to because he had the power to command, right? Right. If we look further in the Bible, the apostles 
also developed the power of being able to cast out demons or rebuke demons, but it was all in the name of Jesus. Not that they had power, but the name of Jesus had power. This is according to the Christian Bible, just in case. I don't want anybody getting offended. I'm not mm. saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying this is what the Bible says, the New Testament. Based on that, I don't know where the Catholic ritual comes from because they have to, like, I think you have to do, like, a petition and they have to show it up to the higher ups and they have to right. go to their HR department and like the you big gotta, boss in the Vatican has to be like, yeah, you know, I, I see, yeah, there's, there's a probable cause here. Let's go and, and do what we do. So based on that, I don't know if the Catholic Bible, because it could be that the Catholic Bible has an explanation of the rituals they do. I don't know. I am ignorant to that uh, topic, but I'm telling you, based on the Bible, most of what they do is uh, made up by the Catholic Church because it's not it's not in the Bible. With that said, I also believe in. I believe in exorcism to a certain point It's like I feel like I'm on the fence with it. I believe in good and evil. Let's get that All out right. the way. I believe that evil has some sort of power. True. I do believe that the power of good is greater, right? Correct. So I just I've seen so many quote unquote because when you when you go to evangelical Christian churches, it depends on the church that you're in. So if you go to a Pentecostal church, to use as an, an example, Pentecostal churches constantly believe in demons and they believe in people being possessed and then they pray and they scream in your ear a few times and all of a sudden the people start, get yeah, out of here! start shaking. And again, I'm not saying it's real or not. I'm just saying this is what I've seen. And then you see the, the right? You don't see anything, but you see them either shake or they start spitting up and they say, oh, the demon is out. They're free, right? But in the same belief of Christian faith, right? Evangelical churches, maybe a different type of denomination, not Pentecostal. They don't believe in that. They believe that at a certain time before Christ, there were demons. When Christ came, there were demons. After Christ died on the cross, there are no more demons, right? There's also the belief that there are demons and they are cast peacefully. There's no need for screaming. There's no need for jumping around or spitting up because the Bible says that God is a God of order. Again, which one is right? I don't know. The movies that we've seen, when we talk about movies, about exorcism, right? Right. Be it The Exorcist, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, uh, Stigmata. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of others that I can't remember yeah, right yeah. now. But based on all those movies, it's always based around the Catholic religion. Right. 
And based on all those movies, these rituals never work. Am I wrong? No. You're right. So, again, the Bible speaks about the power of prayer. The Bible speaks and it says that he who invokes the name of Jesus, and obviously I'm paraphrasing, it doesn't say it exactly like this, but it says that we can all cast out demons in the name of Jesus. So why are we talking about this? No, this is not a religious episode. We are talking about the exorcism of Emily Rose, right? That's the movie. But we're talking about the case that inspired that movie, which is the exorcism of Annelise Mitchell or Annelise Mitchell. <laughs> and where you read it around the world. I don't know. I read it as Annelise Mitchell. M-I-C-H-E-R. I would pronounce it. So, I guess uh, Charles had a different take on it. Is Dean... <laughs> She's deemed as the real life Emily Rose, right? Because that's where they uh, based the movie off of. Right. So there are a few things here that uh, as I was reading, I was like, hmm. And mind you, The Exorcism of Emily Rose is one of my favorite movies based on that topic. I, I really, I really liked the movie. I actually saw it a few months ago again. Um... I think the acting was brilliant. The movie was, uh, it was good. It was good. So, but as I'm reading this, yeah, there's some things that I'm like, hmm, I don't know about that. Doubtful. Made you doubtful. So we're going to be reading off the website, right? Credit to the article is called The Deadly Exorcism of Annalise Mitchell, The Real Life Emily Rose. And this is from historydefined.net, right? Uh, by the, the writer, was Carl Siever. And this article was actually last updated, which is why I chose this one, is because it was last updated on January 27th, 2023. At 11.21 p.m., to be exact. <laughs> so, let's read. Shall I begin? Yes, sir. Char is Charles talking today or is he just doing a... No, I'm just listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, so should we call you Silent Charles? <laughs> okay. <laughs> In 1973, a young woman named Annelise Mitchell underwent a terrifying exorcism that became a tragedy. However, the events of her exorcism still haunt experts and witnesses. Annalise Mitchell has been experiencing strange phenomena for years leading, oh wait, had been experiencing strange phenomena for years leading up to her exorcism. She would see vision and hear voices. The events surrounding her ordeal were the basis for a movie called The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Annalise Mitchell is said to be one of the most possessed people in history and her story is genuinely chilling. Let's look at the events leading up to her exorcism and the horrific details of the ritual itself. Ooh. <laughs> Annalise's early life. Annalise Mitchell was born in 1952 in a small town called 
Klingenberg in Bavaria, West Germany. Her family were devout Catholics. Her father sought to become a priest, and three of her aunts were already nuns. He sought to be a priest. Aren't you supposed to be like a virgin or something to be a priest? No, you have to sustain from having sex, right? Yeah. Even if you're not yeah. a virgin. You gotta be at the... Celibate. That's the word? Yeah. No talking for you? Huh? Celibate, yeah. No talking for you. No talking for you. Unfortunately, Mitchell's mother believed her family was already dealing with a cloak of shame that the entire family had to atone. Annalise and her three sisters endure a life of austerity. The girls were not allowed to play with other children and spent most of their time indoors praying. Unfortunately, Annalise grew up getting sick on many occasions. She had to battle measles, mumps, and scarlet fever at a young age. In addition, the young girl was skinny and often suffered from other ailments. In 2005, Annalise's mother told The Telegraph that having a child out of wedlock in 1948 brought great shame to her family name. So that's why she said that they felt that they had to, they had that cloak of shame for the entire family that they had to yeah. atone. They had a child out of wedlock. At the time, they made her wear black on her wedding day to signify her sin. Really? Afterward, yeah. I didn't know this. I guess that's an. You know, I actually, I actually got married with my wife, and she wore black. It didn't mean mean crap. I just liked it. That's it. We both wore black, and that's it. Says that uh, at the time. Okay, uh afterward, her mother worked hard to atone for those sins, and practice extreme purity, whatever that means. (laughs) <laughs> Naturally, Spanking. this pressured Annalise <laughs> to regularly atone for the sins of others while having to sleep on the floor as a penance for the drug addicts who slept on the ground themselves. See, this is what I don't understand. Like, again, I know they are devout Catholics. I'm not trying to, like, criticize. It's just genuine curiosity. I don't understand when religions do this. So I have to atone for the sins of others. And then, you know, I, I know that they use the terms that it's a sacrifice. But the yeah, Bible but... says that God prefers obedience over sacrifice. And I feel like people forget that. Anyway. Her family also attended mass twice a week and the family's other activities. Annalise struggled with the harsh life, but suffered in silence. And by 16, she was diagnosed with physical and psychological disorders. So that means the harsh life for her was just going through all that religious, not mumbo jumbo, but um, all that, that she had, she had to sleep on the floor because homeless people were sleeping on the floor. So that's her horrendous life. Well, we don't, we don't know. Right. I mean, when you have a parent saying that they practice extreme purity, that means if they're practicing extreme purity, your yes. ass is practicing <laughs> extreme purity, which means you can't partake in anything of people your age. That's so your life blows. 
from the get-go like but by the time she's 16 they diagnose her with physical right uh what is it physical and psychological disorders right so at 16 she's already showing this is the part that they don't show in the movie in the movie they show her she's all fine and dandy until she goes to college right that's where she um she's supposedly she starts hearing this stuff right, yeah yeah so uh in 1968 Anley's life started to take a drastic turn. At 16, she experienced inexplicable blackouts, according to historical accounts. Mitchell would go into a trance-like state during the first blackouts and walk aimlessly. Unfortunately, she would wet the bed during these trances. So... So far, right? I'm not going to say what I think. So far, what I'm getting here, this is all mental health. That's what it sounds like. She's having extreme mental health issues. I mean, yeah, this is 1968. It wasn't, uh, science wasn't advanced as it is now. Mental health wasn't a thing as it is now. We also have to take into uh, consideration the fact that they were in Germany. Maybe yeah. society wasn't advanced as it is or as it, you know, became. Um, I don't know if it, it was I, I'm not familiar with this area, so I don't know if it was deep country. Because it the if 50s. it is, I mean, you have to take all that into consideration. Yeah. And also when you have these secluded again i don't know if that town is that way but when you have these secluded towns there's also more room for ignorance yeah and many things and if you grow up religious because i've grown up around religious people and for everything they want to blame it's a demon it's uh is god punishing you and when sometimes it's just stupidity or mm. sickness. Or, I don't know. Okay. Her friends and family describe these trances as disturbing. Unfortunately, Annalie's problems were beginning. She suffered the same attack and wet the bed again a year later. Afterward, it seemed that Annalise had more hardships to come. Sources say that when her family took her to the doctor, the visit was a waste of time since the physician could find nothing wrong with her. In 1970, Annelise was hospitalized with a case of tuberculosis. While recovering, Annelise claimed that she could hear odd sounds and voices and experience euphoria. The family decided to visit a neurologist to determine what was wrong with her. Shortly after meeting with a neurologist, she was diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy. So there was a diagnosis. Yeah. I mean, not a doctor. But when you hear. No, but that's what it says. You think of someone falling to the ground and shaking. Explains the blackouts. Yeah. The blackouts. It explains a lot. So it says here she could suffer from seizures loss of memory, 
and experience visual and auditory hallucinations. Her traumatic life also had her in the grip of depression and anxiety. To make matters worse, oh, to make matters worse, wait, punctuation is very important. <laughs> <laughs> like if it wasn't bad enough. Yeah. Her traumatic life also had her in the grip of depression and anxiety to make matters worse. As a result, she started to hear voices that no one else could hear and see things that weren't there. See, okay, then that would be considered schizophrenia, no? Could be. Because they don't mention it. They don't say schizophrenia. They don't mention psychosis. Again, we have to take in consideration the times. True. Medication. But so far, what I see, it's obvious they were mental health issues. Of course. And severe ones. And so the pushing far. and the pushing and the pushing from the parents. Yeah, man. It's like uh, I don't they know. Just like, just... They just freaking nailed it into her head, you know. Yeah, it's like That's they wanted to believe this is this. And again, I haven't read the rest, but it's like they were stuck on this is what I believe. This is what it is. Right. Doesn't matter what the doctor says at this point. It's this. With that said, Silent Charles, I will continue. One might consider that Anne Lee's life would improve once she was diagnosed correctly, but that was not the case. Her mental state continued to decline, especially since her epilepsy likely caused Geschwin syndrome, a disorder plagued by hyperreligiosity. Never heard of that. Google it. She was prescribed... Zentropil to help control her seizures, but the drugs did not deter her attacks. Annelise registered for the University of Würzburg in 1973 and continued her studies. Yet she fell more into depression and believed she was damned. So again, she is depressed, mental health issues, physical issues, sick and then your parents are pounding you telling you it's not this listen I, I can and again I don't know I wasn't there but I can see when you see the when you see people that become religious fanatics and listen I am a man who believes in God yes but when you fall into that religious fanatics it's a dangerous game because you want to push your beliefs on everything. Everything mm -hmm. is, again, it's an attack. You want to force it. Huh? It's the Ooh. devil. You know, it's you're being punished. Something wrong you did. That's why you're being attacked. So I can picture this. And again, I'm, I'm basing it on the fact that mom was already feeling guilty. Because of, you know, fucking before she got married. Yeah. But... Her deciding, well, I'm gonna live in purity now. You're gonna you're gonna put that on your kids. So you're going through all this and then you're being pounded by your parent. Oh, it's because of this. Oh, it's because of, oh, you're probably to blame. What are you doing? 
that's causing this to you. Right, Silent Charles? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, believing demons possessed her. Here we go. Believing demons possessed her. Her situation continued to worsen. She would have daylight hallucinations of devil faces everywhere she looked. Complained of a sore throat and had her tonsils removed. Soon after, Annelise became adverse to religious symbols, stopped attending mass, and refused to drink holy water or eat before a crucifix. What do you think about that? Well, I'm just thinking that her head was just like the face of the exorcist, like, bam. Well, that's where she, the was, she was. She was. Just, she was. She was just walking, and you would just see the the, the exorcist face, like Pazuzu face, and like bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, wasn't she seeing faces? What, what was she seeing? She was seeing devil faces. Yeah. Devil faces. Yeah, <laughs> that was all. Like well, Linda Blair and, and yeah, Emily Rose were sharing the same one. Yeah. Actually, I was reading another article that they were saying that um, if that movie influenced and what she believed as well. Because of a lot of the things that no, she was experiencing, I doubt it, uh, it they because were similar to the movie, like the faces and the growling and the stuff. But okay, you're hey, saying that the Exorcist was uh, inspired the movie. No, 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 no! Like the the movie, no, no, the movie Exorcist inspired her to what she was feeling. It but then I doubt uh, that, unless she saw it in college. Yeah, well, the movie apparently the see. movie came out two years before all her story. The Exorcist. When this uh, this movie actually came out in you yeah, the ignorance in people, and yeah, like, wow, it's a good point, <laughs> Silent Charles. Good, good take. <laughs> Very good. Do we think? Because I think every person who has grown up in a religious household, at one point or another, they rebel against what they've been taught. Yes or no? Yeah. Yes, depending. So, so can we look at her mental health? Right, it's it's at mm -hmm. it's working its way there. There's something going mm -hmm. on there. Mm -hmm. My mom is constantly telling me, "Know this, know that," and again, this is me just imagining. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I can picture it. Mom telling you this is bad. Oh, what well, you're going through. Oh, mom, I feel this. You know what that is? That's attack from the devil. Yeah, the idea was embedded. Because you're doing that, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, in your subconscious, going through these episodes of mental illness, 
where if she's going through hallucinations, there are moments where you cannot difference what is real and what is not. Yeah. In your subconscious, you have that rebellion of against whatever signifies your religion, mm -hmm. which might cause her to have the attitude of, well, I don't want to drink holy water. Mm -hmm. Or I refuse to eat in front of a crucifix. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. While her parents did what they could to help their daughter, Annalise's behavior became more bizarre. Reports indicate that she licked her urine from the floor. That's just tripped, nasty. Stripped naked and ate insects. Yeah, I remember that from the movie. Her mother mentioned a disturbing behavior where Annalise compulsively performed hundreds of squats a day until she ruptured the ligaments of her knees. They Damn. also show that in the movie. They show that. At this point, she crawled under the table and barked like a dog for two days. <laughs> her family wanted to seek further medical attention, but Annalise begged for religious intervention even after being denied an exorcism twice before. So this is where the HR department and the Catholic church goes through your exactly. paperwork. And they decide. See, that's what pisses me off. Man, because they got to go through all that issue just to get a yes. Yeah. That's why it's hard. That's why I say it's hard for me to believe. Yeah, she could crush if, watermelons if, with her thighs. If they truly, if they truly, like squats? I said, <laughs> if they truly believe she was really possessed look they don't go through all this bullshit of you know going to the highest uh, the power in in, in catholics yeah. just go and well, do it that's, that's it that's the order of how they believe like no so i get that i think i, I think that. most catholics believe that the power is not i mean i don't want to say it this way because that's not what they believe but the way it comes off is that the power doesn't lie within the Christian. The power relies within the person, the higher power, the priest. Right. Which is why, like, Catholics believe that, like, if they touch the Pope, there'll be some miracle, right? When the Pope is simply a vessel of God, like every other Christian, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming based on that, they don't they don't believe that their prayer can do something. It has to be, you know, from a higher power, somebody with authority. So then why don't eyes. they just bring down the pole and let him do it? I don't know. So, OK, before. Um, OK, as a last resort. Her parents took her to Ernest Alt, who believed in her possession, stating, quote, she did not look like an epileptic, end quote. What does an epileptic look like? Well, if it's the shaking, it's epileptic. That's it. And Alt petitioned the local bishop, Joseph Stangle, for help. Father Arnold Renz, a priest experienced in carrying out exorcisms, and Ernest Alt performed the rite. The Catholic Church hesitated to perform an exorcism on Annalise Mitchell. 
They only agreed to do so after much convincing and only after obtaining compelling evidence of her possession. So I'm assuming they had to do like videos or, you know, like tapes. But that I guess that still have proof. Yeah, that's fine. In September 24, 1975, Father Renz performed the first of many rituals. The first exorcism revealed at least six demons inhabiting Anne-Lee's body. That bugged me out, yo. <laughs> that bugged me out. And this is where I call BS. <laughs> six demons. Only six demons known only as Lucifer, That's... Cain, Judas Iscariot, Adolf Hitler, Nero, <laughs> and Fleischmann. <laughs> I get okay. yo, I One, get the two, Lucifer. Three, four, five, six. Okay. Okay. I get the Lucifer, but the other ones is just And it says and that they Hitler's... all they all contended for dominance inside her body. Six. No. Six. No. <laughs> so let's break those down for a second. Lucifer, everybody knows who that is. Yeah. Okay, I can I, I can see right if there's a right. possession, why that name would come up. Even though, if you're the prince of darkness, father of evil, father of lies, I doubt you're gonna take your time to to possess this one person. I could be wrong, or to be fighting the other five lesser demons. Exactly, because he is the man. That's like God fighting with somebody else to bless somebody. <laughs> He's the big D. That's that makes no sense. He's the big mammoth. <laughs> so okay. Cain. Cain was the brother of Abel, the one who killed his brother in the book of Genesis. Right. So we assume, because this is what people do, they assume. We're talking about condemned people. Out of those six names that you gave me, we're talking about six people or souls or beings that were condemned. Correct? True. Yeah. So we have Lucifer. Cain, who supposedly was condemned, right? Mm -hmm. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that right after Cain murdered Abel, Cain entered into fear and said, oh, no. Anyone who sees me will want to kill me, he tells God. Right? Mm -hmm. This is what the Bible says. You can look this up in the book of Genesis. I'm not making this up. Now, this is where the question comes. If Adam and Eve were the first two humans and Cain and Abel were the second two humans... Who was Cain afraid of when he says those who find me will want to kill me, right? That's a question, mm -hmm. but has nothing to do with this. That's just a question. <laughs> it's just out there. It it's says lingering it's just right lingering. there, right there in the Bible. You can look this up. It says, and so God came and put a mark on Cain's forehead so that anyone who will find him will know he is sent by God and therefore will not harm him. 
And it says right after that. And he went and met his wife. Where did his wife come from? But that's not the question. <laughs> Two other people. <laughs> but the question, I mean, the point being, he was not a condemned soul. No. Right? Okay. The next one, Judas Iscariot. This is the guy that, you know, betrayed Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I know that some Catholics, because I remember when I was a Catholic, I remember my mom used to talk about when we would watch the movie, the Jesus movie for like Good Friday. She would always say that Judas became a demon because he killed himself. And therefore, that's why you see a lot of these movies and show like one of the demons is Judas. Was he condemned? I don't know that. By my standards, well, yeah, you know, he betrayed Jesus and then he hung himself. But did he, that's the issue. Did he ask, did he ask for forgiveness? Well, he hung himself. That's the last action. <laughs> yeah, but you know, did according he ask to, a, according to the Bible, because most people don't know this. Most people say, well, in my church, they say usually like Catholic churches, they say that suicide is a sin so if you're suicide yourself you're you, committing murder um, you're commit yeah you're 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 condemned and the truth is yeah you're committing murder and that is one of the sins right mm-hmm. anyway so was judas condemned i don't know that let's go to the next one adolf hitler hitler this to me, this is the one I was like, this is right, the biggest a hole. From- stop it. I was like, you got to stop it. Because the truth <laughs> is, we don't know if Hitler was dead by then. The storybooks say he committed suicide. That's what the Russians said. We don't know if that's true. They never found the body. There was never a body for Hitler. And there's a bunch of theories that say that he uh, went to like South America, to uh, like Argentina, into like deep mountains. Oh my God, Argentina! <laughs> yeah, there's there's a bunch of theories that say that. And the truth is, they found tons of Nazis in those areas. Ooh. So was Hitler really dead? We don't. Still to this day, we don't really know that. We just know what the Russians said. Oh, he committed suicide. We burned his body. Sorry, we have no proof. That's history. Look it up, people. That sounds like what they did. What they when the nine eleven when they supposedly I think they found um Sarah Sarah no uh, this guy uh Osama 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 bin Laden right yeah. That they came and thrown through, they threw him to the sharks and all this, but yet there's no. Yeah, they killed him and then they did an ocean burial. Right. Nobody saw. Exactly. I I was just thinking about the devil in South Park and Saddam in the movie. (laughs) So (laughs) that's the. Okay, so we have one, two, three. The next one Nero. Nero was a Roman something he was one of these roman people and he used to like bang his mom and then he tried to kill her and then he ended up marrying like his stepsister 
and then he had her killed and then he had another wife he was a piece of shit basically sounds like a Game of Thrones episode yeah he had a wife (laughs) and she was pregnant and he came and kicked her in the stomach while she was pregnant he should be in the Game of Thrones (laughs) this guy was a, a true piece of shit and then we have Fleishman that according to this says it was a disgraced priest and they all contended for the dominance inside her body. So this is where I draw the line. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's enough. But let's continue reading. Because <laughs> they restrained her for hours dur- during these recorded sessions while the priest performed the rites, but to no avail. Slowly but surely, Annelise stopped eating and her body began to diminish. Right. She got weaker and weaker. Based on experience on people that I have lost, when sickness takes over their body, they reach a certain point where they refuse to eat and they Mm -hmm. begin to deteriorate Right. right before your eyes. By the 67th Holy shit. 67th exorcism, Annelise was unrecognizable. She had wasted 68 pounds and was covered in bruises and bed sores. Annelise was also dehydrated and malnourished, and her hair had started falling out. Nevertheless, the exorcisms continued until she died of malnutrition and dehydration in July 1976. So the aftermath to this, to end this article, it says that believing that Annelise had sacrificed herself for the sins of youth, the priest and her family thought her to be a martyr. Unfortunately, the state of Bavaria did not see it that way and charged all four individuals with negligent homicide. The the defendants all pleaded not guilty. Mitchell's gravestone, despite the audio of okay, wait, despite the audio recordings of the exorcisms and Anne's testimony of her possession throughout them, all four individuals were found guilty and sentenced to six months in jail. That's it. Yeah, which they, got they all served. And three months probation. Jesus. What, what up? So that means the parents got off also with the they same didn't get off. They got sentenced. I mean, Six yeah, they got jail. sentenced. I mean, that's what I mean, I'm. That's what I'm saying. I said it the other way around. Is I mean, the both both priests and the parents. Yeah, they all got sentenced to this bullshit sentence of six months, and then three months of probation. However, autopsies show that her brain showed no signs of epileptic damage, even on a microscopic level. Annelise Mitchell's life was plagued by tragedy, mental illness, and religious fervor. Unfortunately, her story ended in death, but even still, her legacy continues as a reminder of the lengths people will go to be rid of something they believe to be evil. Her story blurs the lines between science and the supernatural, forcing us to acknowledge that there are still things in this world that we cannot explain. I totally agree with that part. Mm-hmm. The end. 
It's freaking incredible. So, uh, <sighs> what do we think? It's I, the ignorance I of people. That they should have gotten more because they should have had at least a doctor, opinion of a a physical doctor there. So, so the priest said. Well, the yeah, the priest. One of the priests said that he did try to feed her. He did try to get her to drink. Oh yeah, I read that. So he so he says, but like you say, we weren't there. We don't know. We weren't there. I truly believe this woman was sick. She was sick in the yeah. head. She, she must have had psychosis or schizophrenia, because I've seen, yeah. I've seen. I've seen a couple she was of sick videos mentally and physically. Right. Yeah. Even though supposedly the epilepsy, excuse me, the epilepsy she didn't have. Right. To me, the schizophrenia was in there. Why? Because um, I was watching this video not too long ago where this guy suffers from schizophrenia and he has a dog with him. And he tells the dog when he starts hearing voices, he'll tell his dog, go greet. And if the dog doesn't go greet, he knows it's the voices in his head. Wow. You know, so that's why I say it must have been somewhere. That, like I said, I I'm no doctor. This is my opinion. So, Silent Charles, what do we think? It's the base of. Um, I believe it's the basis of ignorance. Ignorance. It was the times. It was a mixture of a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, the pounding. Of but the pounding yeah, of I the believe religion. that she was she was sick in the head. And hey, that's what they believed, and they wanted an explanation right. for what was happening with her. And the yeah. images yeah. she saw was implanted. It's like what well, it's like what they say, brainwash, right? Okay. They sort Inception. of kind of brainwashed her, huh? Inception. I don't know. Either one. Inception. When you plant something just like the movie, when you plant something in your in the head. Yeah. So they just kept implanting, and that's what it just it kept kept growing. You know? Yeah, I I believe um yeah. Listen, I I I agree that they were charged. I don't think there was malicious intent though. I truly believe that they believed what they were practicing. Yeah. But it was because, still negligence. Yeah, it was yeah. negligence. Um if your if your child stops eating and you see this and you've already you're already on your 67th exorcism let's say, let's say, that's what i'm saying let's say you do one one a day that's 67 days that have passed and again i don't know how much time went between each session that's what two months but let's say if it's if it's one a day that's over two months that this person was going through all this trauma physically, mentally. And it was what like four hours, I think it was, each each um session. You know, and, and you're just and you're just doing what you're doing, whatever it is, and you didn't stop to think. Cause that that's an, that's another thing here. It's like and this is a lesson for us all. Like when you see people that are stuck on what they believe and they refuse to listen to outside opinions 
or like uh, suggestions and they're stuck on no this is this is what it is until you know stuff like this happens something drastic you know this poor girl died um do we know if she would have been saved if she would have been in a hospital we we don't know that because no. we don't know how good the hospitals were mm-hmm. but the it fact that Germany. neurologists neurologists already had found that there were issues this was something that should have been pursued more thoroughly true but it wasn't because the thought of well i know what it is it's this and then you're listening because even if they say oh well um Anlis requested uh uh, uh exorcist you can't truly go by someone who's already going through mental health issues you can't rely on what they want what they believe this is a person that was having already hallucinations audio hallucinations visual hallucinations like come on yeah but it was the time people were ignorant back then yep yeah what's the score on the game so you know they're just showing a replay right now (laughs) i think it's five two Ooh, some hot dogs with chili. Mm. Yeah, five, two, six in. It's bottom of the six. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, I think that if we have nothing else to add to this, we can, uh... No, there's there's actually a couple of movies based on Annalise Mitchell. I think there's one more. They got a 2006 uh, Requiem. Requiem. Yeah, that one. And then they have, uh, well, loosely based on her, uh, it's called the Exorcist Tapes or Paranormal Entity 3. The Exorcist Tapes. Loosely based on her, I guess. Huh? I haven't seen either of them. Neither have I. I only saw uh, at the the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Remember the the actress that did Emily Rose? That's uh, Dexter's sister. That's Dexter's sister, yeah. Dexter's yeah, sister. I, I, the, the actress who did Emily Rose. I was actually rolling because I was watching. Um, she comes out in white chicks. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she does. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to picture. I'm like, yo, this chick comes out in Emily Rose, and it's totally. Di- She's a great actress because yeah, her acting. You look at her on one movie, and you look at her in the other. It's like. You mm-hmm. can't picture it unless you see it in. You can't yep. picture it. She did a great what's job. Name, what's her name? Deborah Carpenter? I yeah. No no, I know it's Carpenter. I just don't know if it's Deborah. I don't think it's Deborah. Um, isn't Deborah her name in Dexter? Is it? I think so. Jen. No. I think um, it's. Is it Jennifer? Jennifer? Jennifer Carpenter? I don't know. So many Jennifers, man. Yeah, Jennifer Carpenter. Jennifer Carpenter. There you go. Yeah. So her name is Deborah Morgan. Deborah <laughs> Morgan and Dexter. So. Yeah, Deborah yeah, Morgan. So. Ah, you mix so, one um, thing with the other. <laughs> so anyway, this has been the episode on Anlis Mitchell, the real life Emily Rose. I want to hear from our viewers and listeners. Anybody got any opinion? You have yeah. If you have any more information, obviously there's a bunch of articles out there it's not just this one we just read this one because it was recently updated most I don't recent know one. what was updated but um so we decided to read this one 
you can find the article on the show notes on also on the YouTube video description. You can find the link to the article if you want to read it. But I want to hear your take. We said a whole bunch of things based on personal opinion. We spoke about the Bible. We spoke about our religious beliefs. Right. And again, I'm not criticizing or saying that it's wrong or right. If you believe something, I don't believe that's that's totally fine and okay. Yeah. I still find it interesting and I love to discuss this type of topic. But yes, I want to hear from our, I was going to say our readers, our <laughs> listeners and viewers. What do you guys think? If not, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Send us a message through there and we will read it and we will respond if it deems an answer. Anybody who has gone through an exorcism, if you've known people, yeah, that maybe have gone through it, it, did it help them? Did it not? I don't know. And uh, yeah, if you have a story, if you have a story, even of an exorcism, you can a murder confession, anything interesting enough that obviously goes with the podcast. (laughs) You want to read your story, send it to us at the grim fix podcast at gmail.com. If you have not subscribed to the podcast or the YouTube channel, now is a perfect time to do so. And remember to share with your friends and family. So thank you very much for listening and watching. This is the grim fix podcast till next week, guys, please be safe. Give Silent Charles his confession. The hot dogs. That hand movement you did was crazy when you said hot dogs. That's why I did it. You just stood frozen. You see, look at that. (laughs) He froze. He's shocked. (laughs)